Well, lads, you are listening to Cody's Pod, where I share some of my own stories and experiences, as well as some of my guests on this podcast as we all continue on our sporting journeys. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Well, lads, Coley's Pod, episode six. This week on the podcast, I have our current national road race champion and multiple-time European and world track champion, Lara Gillespie. Lara, welcome to the pod. Hello, Connor. How are you? Good now, thanks. So, Lara, how's everything going at the moment for you with training and everything? Yeah, really good now. Um, I had a bit of a rough winter, but um, I'm back on top of things now, and training's been going really well the past few weeks. College is going well. Um, hoping to go away on track training camp um, in the next few weeks for Team Pursuit and then hopefully off to Belgium after that for some road racing. But unfortunately, um, I had to take like 12 weeks off the bike over Christmas because I got diagnosed with this really, really random um, syndrome, like a birth defect. Um, and I had to get an operation for that back in January. So it wasn't the nicest of winters, but um, I was able to focus on other things in lockdown and gardening and just being at home, spending time with the family. So now I'm very grateful to just be able to have consistent training and enjoy life without pain. <laughs> Understandable. Um, I suppose the main thing is there, like, did you enjoy your time off? Because I guess you've been training flat out since being an international and everything since underage. Was that time yeah. off nice to do things besides cycling? Yeah, definitely. Um, because when I was away all last winter for the World Cups with the track team pursuit team, that was very full on from going like straight from my leaving cert to basically a full time athlete, but also like in college and everything. So when I came home from Worlds last um, March, I just definitely needed the time at home um, and lockdown kind of forced that on me. And that was really, really nice. So the same with over the winter. I was just able to kind of tip away with family life and just kind of more normal things. Um, yeah, it didn't really bother me because I was still able to be outside and just enjoy art and ra- just random things and cooking. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm not I wasn't obsessed with getting back um, on track straight away. I just I knew that I had to listen to my body and um, take everything as it came. Yeah, it's always nice to find that kind of just take that time and. I suppose have yeah. other interests outside of cycling you know like we're not if the first thing we say is are we like you know with our identities are we a cyclist you know it's always nice exactly. to have a few more identities how's um, yeah, exactly. how's like how are you finding like that college life balance with training as basically a professional athlete you know how does that go yeah it is hard it's a struggle but it's also I kind of like the struggle I kind of like the hecticness that it brings um I'm really lucky that I'm on scholarship um in UCD the Ad Astra scholarship and and my coach Thomas Fallon and Martin O'Loughlin it's just all about communication and planning and that that's what's really really helped me and I'm really lucky there's like a tutor in there where you can get extensions for dates um with exams when they were clashing with like training camps or competitions or like days that I was traveling so that's really made a difference I would not be able to do that otherwise and also with me being off the bike for all of December when I had my exams, that really helped as well because I accidentally took seven modules instead of six last semester. So I was really, really pushing my limits there academically. But um, luckily, I only have five modules this semester. So that makes things so much easier. So, yeah, it's just about like balancing my time, being really 
open and honest with my coaches about how I'm feeling and like yeah just really it's all about communication and planning and but I'm not gonna sit here and say it's easy it is hard and you do have to be strict with your time and sleep schedules and getting up early to get things done so yeah it's just about organizing really life of an athlete it's action-packed I don't think I've ever met any I don't think I've ever met any athletes that will always say they're like oh I'm not very busy at all you know it's always oh we're wicked busy yeah exactly and that's what like everyone would be like oh what's this year been like for you like what are you missing but like the life of of an athlete is basically lockdown anyway you don't really have time to be off out with your friends all the time or you're generally not even in the country so yeah it is just it's pretty busy and it's a full-time job it, it's more a lifestyle than a mm. than anything else really like you just it's just routine just wake up train repeat yeah yeah it's just like the habits the simple habits of of that lifestyle um and just having that motivation like it's not even motivation it's more the discipline um every single day and I think I've just had that since since I've been really really young so it doesn't feel it doesn't feel hard or it doesn't it's just natural to me now so people kind of say like how how are you able to get up at like 6am every day and I'm just it's it's my normal so it's like anything if you just wanted to stick they say it takes 30 days to establish a routine but I suppose you've been at it more than 30 days now yeah I mean I do love um I use like a habit tracker in in my journal I do a lot of journaling and if there is something that I, I want to get into my routine, like if it is journaling or yoga, I definitely do find that doing the 30 days or pushing yourself for that month becomes way more natural. Like I've been doing, I always do a bit of like stretching and yoga before my rides and after my rides, but anything over like 30 minutes of yoga, I just can't do unless it's with like someone else or it's like a commitment. So I've been doing um lots of yoga practices with um my friends on zoom the past past like two months and it's like a really good habit to have it's really interesting like just how you can establish mm-hmm. these things but I suppose um going back to you were saying you started at young um so how did the cycling journey like you know your sporting journey start initially yeah so well I learned how to ride my bike when I was like two or three like everyone else but um I lived on uh, Mount Leinster bent down in Carlo until I was five so I was running up and down those mountains as a kid and then when I moved, I moved up to Wicklow when I was five and I was just that girl who had to beat all the guys in all the races. I was always playing soccer with the lads and basketball with the lads at lunch times. I literally went, I cycled to school every day and I live up in the mountains. So maybe that's kind of what got the cycling legs and lungs in me. But I always was just really, really competitive, like against all the lads. I always had to beat them and... I just went like from school straight to Irish dancing, then straight to soccer. And then I wouldn't get home till the evening. And I just, and then I do ballet for two hours. Like I literally just did everything. And then when I got into like first year of secondary school, I was very competitive Irish dancer, ballet dancer and runner and soccer player as well as on like the Leinster development team and stuff for soccer and I was like top three for Irish dancing. And I remember when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be a ballerina when I'm a professional ballerina. I'm going to go to Russian ballet school. And then I also distinctly remember like running around in the playground and being like, I'm going to win gold at the Olympics for 200 meters sprinting or something random. Like I was really, really ambitious, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like strict. It was just, it was just, 
are fun as kids we learned that um we just learned to enjoy being outside like our days were filled with just being outside and having fun kicking a ball around the place so sport has always been very very big in in my life and then when I went into secondary school I switched from soccer to hockey and I always did mountain biking just for the crack and like triathlons and stuff and it was it wasn't like anything serious but like I I win national championships as an underage but I never would was like oh I'm gonna be a cyclist it was just part of our daily like activities our Sunday activities and then I was getting on yeah like hill running and uh track running Irish teams and Leinster teams and cross country running was very big and then hockey I was really like really focusing on hockey and then I got into fourth year and I just thought I'd join a mountain biking club and I joined Orwell Wheelers which wasn't a mountain biking club it was a road club and I just um went and did a road race one day and I was so bad (laughs) it was like really icy it was Ross Minogue and it started like snowing and we all crashed on like the first corner or something and I was like I just got such like a thrill from it I was like whoa we gotta go we gotta go and like I was like second last girl and I remember seeing like Orla Desmond up like with the lads and I was like wow that's my next goal is to be as good as her but like I was I was really focusing on 800 meter running um at that time and that was going into youth olympic year um European youth olympics in like 2017 and I thought I was gonna go for youth olympics for 800 meter running but then in the second in my second road race i did it was ross mayo and that was also a selection race for youth olympics but i wasn't really that wasn't really on my radar for cycling i was more focused on the running and i had a really good running coach and i was just really like enjoying running and i ended up winning the first two stages quite well in ross mayo but then i crashed in the third stage and i broke my no my elbow so then that was me out for running, but I could still train on the turbo. And then Martin O'Loughlin and whoever was the selectors for the Youth Olympic um, cycling team, they were like, oh, you could get the the like card. It was like a special card because I had won the first few selection races. So I ended up getting selected for the road for, for the Youth Olympics for, on the bike. And I was like, oh, class. OK, I'll just train for that. And I ended up winning a medal at at the Youth Olympics, which was such a big surprise. I I even went to Zambia like two weeks before the Youth Olympics where I was building houses there. So like it was, all, I was training really, really hard. I got up at like 6 a.m. to train for our hours of work, work in the heat. But um, it all just happened really, really weirdly and kind of naturally. So then when I came home from Youth Olympics, I was like, oh, okay, I'm actually kind of good at cycling. Maybe I'll focus on it a bit. But like this has been my only my only year since I left school in 2019, my first time like not doing hockey or like running and stuff. So it's been it's been a journey. Certainly has like it's really you really shown talent, I suppose, in whatever sport. I think um, there's always the expression if someone goes, oh, he could be a pro footballer if he wanted to. I think that certainly applies to you. <laughs> but um, it's funny, just the pure enjoyment of like sport and you can just tell you love it like. Like imagining yeah. you're gonna win the 200 meters in the yeah. Olympics. Like I, I feel that like when you're going down the playground and you put the hands in the air and you're imagining it and everything. I think that love for the sport just has to be there, and that's you know on our there's gonna be bad days in training, and on those mm. days if you just remember that memory, it just gives that yeah. bit of a drive. But 
it's funny how you just like you know everything happened for for a reason really yeah exactly and definitely I think we all should have more of that like childish feeling in us every day instead of being so serious because it definitely helps and that's what like got you there in the first place so yeah I just just sport and just being outside and just doing like orienteering and running around the mountains was just part of our life like our lifestyle like we said so it wasn't anything unusual to just be training hard every day and yeah it's just the fun of it really and that's why I've kind of got so far because I enjoy every day going out on the bike and training hard and I can see I I just enjoy the smallest parts of it just like being out in nature because that's what I've always been doing and it is just the fun of it really that you talk about that like just the enjoyment of being out in nature and also then it shows like you enjoy a lot of sports do you think that was the reason you maybe went into different disciplines like you were the national cyclocross champion as a junior do you think that's the reason you started to go on yeah. those kind of disciplines yeah definitely like I started in the off-road and I never like it, it never clicked with me that you could only do one I just thought oh well you can just do them all whatever and even until recently, I still believed I could do them all. But time and I, if there are more months in the year, then you can do them all. But yeah, definitely. I think it's so important to do as many disciplines as you want and whatever you love. And I love the off-road stuff. And yeah, that was as a junior winning elite um, cyclocross uh, titles was pretty cool. And it was just because I loved cyclocross and I loved racing it and I just get such a thrill doing cyclocross it's just it's the best one ever and I definitely think that um any youths juniors shouldn't be afraid to do cyclocross or mountain biking because they think it'll affect their road or I don't know what what would deter someone from doing cyclocross like getting muddy I don't know I love getting muddy so yeah no I think it's great to do um multiple disciplines and it's better for I think it's better for the mind because it's it's just not as monotonous and you're doing something different stimulating different body parts stimulating your mind and obviously all the off-road skills that you can get really really transfer well to track to road and really beneficial to be doing alongside any training really it certainly um as i'd say you speak highly of it as if it's benefited your career like it's showing class a lot of the time on the road stages and i say your cyclocross skills come into that then one stage I want to go back to where you shown a lot of class was in Ross Naman as a junior where you um you podiumed on a stage and got a fourth place in multiple top tens. Uh, yeah. There's two things I want to talk about here. Firstly, what's it like wearing an Irish jersey on home roads? Because, you know, we've all worn them abroad and mm-hmm. it's that magicalness if everyone's talking on Instagram or sending you messages. But what's it actually like to wear it on home roads and have kids or supporters come up to you before the stage and things like that? What's that like? Yeah, no, that was absolutely amazing. And see, I never had like a parent who did cycling or I didn't come into it when I was really, really young. Like under 16 is kind of quite late to get into road cycling. So I didn't, I still don't really understand a lot of things about cycling. And when I did Rossman, I didn't realize what kind of big a deal it was. But until I was in the races and at the finish lines and the atmosphere that was there and all just it's such a nice feeling and it's kind of like that warmth kind of tingly feeling when you have all these people coming up to you and you're like whoa like you seem to know everyone it's such a nice community to be in and definitely wearing the Irish jersey there was so cool we had such a good team and that's kind of where my first experience of riding in a team and as a team 
that was my first time doing that like with Alice Sharp and Maeve and it was just it was really really awesome and that was my first time ever doing like over 100 kilometers ever on the bike so I was I had just come from the world track championships I think it was so I was mainly focusing on two kilometers not 100 kilometers so that was yeah that was crazy and we got such good weather and just learning all the team tactics and seeing like my family on the side it was yeah that was really really cool and just being in Kilkenny and because I'm from Mount Leinster then when we were cycling up Mount Leinster I was like whoa this is so cool and yeah I just that was one time also where I really found the importance of like positive self-talk because coming from a track rider at that time um after winning my medal at world I was like oh I, I won't be able to get up the hills the same as may will or like the other road riders so in in the second stage I remember I had that kind of attitude and I got dropped but then in the third stage I had a way better attitude and I said no I, I can do this and I stayed with them up the like the queen the hilly really hilly stage so that was definitely one race that I I think about where it taught me a lot you talk about that big jump into the distances and never doing over 100k and getting yeah. dropped but then like suddenly you had that big performances of like podiuming on junior gears in a sprint you're, yeah. you're 18 against seniors like how does that come into it as well do you think like the positive self-talk just saying I can do this and then the confidence grows when you realize you can and that's what got you up those stages yeah 100% but also not knowing a lot helped me as well a lot through through all juniors and um under 16s and like that was my first time doing a a crit race or even probably like being in a big bunch and I just because I didn't really know I was just like oh sure why wouldn't I be able to do it I never thought oh because I'm 18 or was I 17 I don't know because I'm young why like why wouldn't I be able to do it I just kind of believed I could and so I just went for it and then yeah in that crit race I just loved it so much I just loved going so fast and like learning how to move up because because you feel like you don't know you don't have any pressure um it's not like it's not like you have to win but like you're there to show that you that you can and definitely getting up there in that sprint it taught me that I can be as good as the others and yeah just believing in yourself and telling like why not why not just try and see what happens and I suffered like a dog I remember halfway through that my heart rate was like 200 and something but you know you just get through it and yeah kind of surprise yourself as well it's amazing what the human spirit can conquer you know just getting in your own head and just thinking you know I can do this I can push through this exactly I I really think psychology and having your mindset not just in cycling but just in life in general is so so important and I'm so passionate about it as well because that's what I want to like help people do in the future because I'm doing health and performance science I think a lot of it has come naturally to me because of my like my life experience as like my childhood and stuff definitely just I even in like junior um Europeans I had no idea at um on the track I had never done track racing we don't have a track in Ireland like and I just remember I remember seeing like who was winning the Italians were winning like why were they winning because they were being so aggressive and I I was like I didn't know I had to stay up on the track like it was so nerve-wracking but and then I saw the people like getting spat at the back and I was like okay 
I'm just going to pretend like I know what I'm doing and I'm going to tell myself I'm going to ride like the Italians. I'm going to ride aggressively and be there at the front. Like I had no clue what I was doing. I'd never done that before, but I pretended like I did. And I won a European's jersey because I literally faked it until I made it. Like I had no idea, but I just pretended like I knew what I was doing. And I think that's something that people don't do they kind of get more in their head and they say oh no I can't but you can you just have to pretend and and you'll get there eventually sometimes the best way to learn something is just to dive straight into a European track champs and just go Asher the Italians are doing it I suppose I'll attack yeah literally like why not and you you end up surprising yourself and that gives you more confidence whereas a lot of the time as a junior you could just end up sitting at the back and not having that confidence like I had no right to be confident but I was so and like obviously I'd done the work I trained really hard and that is, that gives you confidence too but experience is something that also gives you confidence and if you don't have much experience you just have to kind of pretend that you do <laughs> you're talking about experience there now so I'm going to go on to the national champs this year where a first year senior and that confidence that experience can you take us through that race how it all unfolded yeah so yeah first year out of juniors I had spent the whole um winter with the team pursuit girls so I'd kind of like I'd made that jump from being a junior athlete and kind of had everything done for you and I'd got like made that jump into senior and into like elite level racing so it wasn't I, it was just that thing where I just said, well, why wouldn't I be able to do it? Like, I'm just as good as they are. But yeah, we have a lot of really strong Irish women at the moment, really powerful riders, really so many different types of riders. Like Kelly, so good at like time trialing. Alice, really good road racer. Like there's so many people to watch and everyone was kind of watching each other. There was attacks. I had attacked. Then we got people got caught and there was a few others up the road like um Ellen McDermott she was up the road and I knew she's a really powerful sprinter and then I yeah we, we all kind of came back together with I don't know maybe like 10k to go and I was like I, I'm confident in my sprint um yeah and I just believed over the whole my goal was to win nationals since um lockdown and I knew that if it came down to sprint, I'd have confidence in that. But I also knew that if it came down to being in a breakaway with the girls, I'd also have confidence in myself in that. So it was really just another case of believing in myself, even though I knew how strong the other girls were and how strong Eden Crystal was going and is going. And yeah, I just never really doubted myself. And I just made sure that I was in the right positions all the time, just really, really being aware in the race I just really switched on and made sure I was in the right place at the right time and just just went really hard I think I at the, like with 100 meters to go I was like I definitely went way too early what was I doing um but yeah luckily it came together and I was really really delighted because me and Thomas and Martin and just everyone at Astra had just it just really came together nicely and all that hard work over lockdown consistency of training really paid off so that was really nice just putting everything you've learned all your experience and positioning and everything and then as you said you went maybe 100 meters too early but it's just that self-belief back yourself just you got to the line first and I'd say taking in that experience you won you an Irish national champion yeah 
yeah exactly and it meant a lot because I got a lot of texts from like youths and juniors and saying like they never thought that you could just make the step up from being a junior into elite racing whereas you can and hopefully I've shown shown other girls that you can make that jump and you can get lost or it's been told to me that you can get lost in under 23 and making that step up is hard but it's only hard if you make it hard like if you just train like an elite rider and if you put that effort in and if you just believe in yourself and make sure you're doing all the right things every single day and then also in the race it'll it'll come together yeah I suppose um, I was going to ask the question you know for you it's like just looking to follow in your footstep what was the best advice you could give them but I think you just answered that there yeah I'd say just like do what you love keep doing all the sports I remember when I was even in like fifth and sixth year and I was still playing hockey and people were like why are you jeopardizing your cycling career and I was like I'm not jeopardizing anything I think my hockey really complements my cycling training and my cycling racing um so I'd say like stick to your guns and do what makes you happy if you are enjoying being on doing a team sport um straight after school like that's what got me through like six years some at some points because you have those like that team morale whereas it's kind of hard as a and when you're in school to be out training on your own all the time unless you have a really nice group around you so yeah I'd say definitely keep up the sports focus on your studies as well make sure you're doing other things and yeah just enjoy it and do what you enjoy and then also I'd say get a head start on your mindset because that will play a huge part in in training and in racing and if you can get good at your mindset and positive thinking and all of that stuff before you actually even get into seniors you're going to be ahead of the game it's funny like talking to like all these <laughs> guests and you know you're all top level cyclists and you all just go back to that inner mantra of the mentality of enjoy it and you know yeah. as you say like doing multiple sports <laughs> and you get those people are saying well you doing hockey is jeopardizing cycling but if hockey makes you happy and helps you <laughs> mentally unwind that bit more you're going to put that bit of effort into cycling and then you're going to get more results from that yeah exactly and it's going to kind of put you under that pressure where you have to make those cycling sessions go good like you have to put those that effort into that um hard session at the weekend or it's just going to make you even more determined but definitely enjoying it and like that why would you do anything in life if you don't enjoy it and I even remember like when I was a runner in in school and I used to get so nervous for cross country races, like sick to my stomach. I never got sick, but like just those butterflies. And I remember my coach one time, like right before the race, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm just so nervous. And because I was like telling myself that I had to win because, you know, you know yourself in school when you're the sporty one, and you come back from East Leinster's or whatever it is. And everyone's like, oh, did you win? Did you win? Did you win? Like that was the pressure in my head and my coach was like you don't have to do it like you you don't have to race and I was like and that was that was like the reverse psychology in my head and I was like obviously I'm going to race like what are you saying and just that simple that it's a choice that you have like you don't have to train you don't have to race but like if you want to then you'll do it I always found that too especially when I'm doing an effort and someone's like why are you going through so much pain and Mm. I think it's the controllability of you can stop yeah that just keeps you going and it's like you said the reverse psychology but just that with the school pressures of everyone thinks oh you cycle you'll be riding the tour de france soon and 
they don't realize yeah. winning a local league race is far from the Tour de France. Yeah, exactly. And like even that whole thing, um, like it's not it's not easy. Like training is really hard. Even the other day on Saturday, I had like four hours and had these really hard efforts. And I was like, like thinking in my head, like Thomas, what are you doing? Giving me these? They're so hard. And after the first one, I was like, nah, I'm not doing anymore. And that whole reverse competitiveness inside me was like, obviously you're going to do one more. Okay, you're going to do one more. And then I got through them and I was like, after the first one of them, I fully believed I was not going to do them. But it's just about like having that inner competitiveness in with yourself. And you do have the choice to not do it. But what's the point in coming home after four hours and being like, oh, I only did one out of four of my efforts. And I... I could have done them you know I think um a lot of cyclists are very all or nothing mindset of just cycling is it's so there's so much hours and so much time even in any endurance sport that goes into it and you just kind of have to think that way of what's the you have the four hours with the three efforts you Mm -hmm. might as well just get that session maximized yeah yeah definitely but I also have learned along the way that it is really really important to listen to your body and to take the rest when when your body needs it and that's something that I've kind of found from being ill over the past while is I know now when I feel good and I know when I don't feel good and when I don't feel good I do listen to my body I do say I'm not going to do those efforts I'm going to take a rest day or I'm just going to do an easy ride so it's really about knowing your body and on those days where you're kind of like oh am I am I just being lazy or am I trying to say that I need to listen to my body so it is it's about pushing when you know you can push hard and then listening to your body and resting when you know you should rest. It's all part of the process of we learn going along our cycling career and our journeys. So I suppose like, you know, on your journey, what's next in the cycling? What's the future ambitions? What's the future plans? In the near future, I'm going to be hopefully going over to race with the girls in Belgium on the new um, UCI team Rupal Cleaning and I'm just really excited to get going and experience some big races with the elite women. And I will go in there like thinking I can do well, but I also have the realistic, like the same as always when I was a junior, I just, I'll, I'll go for it. But I'm also, I won't be disheartened if I'm getting dropped or like struggling. I'm just excited to learn how to race in a big bunch and I'm really excited how to like learn how to win in a big bunch and all that so really excited for being on the road and then also with the team pursuit um yeah yeah we're just going to go hard for that and keep keep improving there that's done really well over the past few years and we'll be aiming for Paris for that and I'll be aiming for Paris for hope well hopefully we can get some uh we can get a women's team in on the road and then for bunch riding on the road I mean on the track um and yeah just kind of really just learning the craft of racing and elite racing and I'd love to do more cyclocross it is it is quite hard to get it in when we base ourselves in Mallorca because the track um problem that we have in Ireland but um yeah no I'm just really excited to keep learning and keep enjoying it and training really hard and consistently and yeah, just learning how to race as a team. I'm really excited for that. It's really nice to hear you're going into the future with an open mindset. You hear a lot of people where, you know, they're, they have a very fixated mindset in, I want to do this. I need to do this and this and this. And, you know, you're going in just very much 
look, I'm going to go out and I'm going to race my bike and I'm going to learn and I'm going to, from that then I'm going to take that experience and I'm going to do better. And I think that's really healthy. Yeah, yeah definitely. And sure, it's all about enjoying the process as well because there's no point in like winning a world champs or even just a national champs and you, you've hated the past three months of preparation for it. I think it's really important to just like really just enjoy every single training session it might be grim and you might really just hate riding in the cold and the rain but at the end of the day like that's what's going to get you the results if you keep on going and yeah being open-minded for the good and the bad and I'm really appreciating now the good days and the bad days and kind of yeah just learning learning about everything it's just fun the good days are always the days that you just have to hold on to and they'll help you get through the bad ones really just the days where yeah. there's a block headwind and you have three more hours to do and the time's going by where it'd be like an yeah. hour and it's five minutes yeah exactly or and even like there's always something to learn from a bad day or a bad session or bad weather I, I just try to turn everything into a positive if it's a headwind I'm like, well, this is just going to make me stronger or this is just going to prepare me for the Belgian races. Or if it's like I've been cycling on my own for the past, literally since Archie left and whenever he left um, last year. And and I remember thinking just the other day, I, I'd been doing loads of like really long hour rides and had a big training week. And I was like, whoa, literally a year ago, I didn't think it was possible to do a uh, like anything over three hours on my own like as a solo ride and now I'm doing like four hours repeatedly on my own I'm like that is all like you just get used to it and you learn so much more from those hard days as well um definitely just taking in everything that comes really so the final question I have for you is um what's been the career highlight so far I'm sure you have a lot of things to choose from yeah I don't I don't really know that's a hard one I have like different ones I, don't, I really enjoy every every day and every highlight that there is and cyclocross worlds the first one that I went to I remember the atmosphere there I, I always remember that was that was class and where was that it was in Valkenburg and I remember the atmosphere there that was crazy I think that was a highlight for cyclocross and then a highlight for track was probably winning in Eagle de Giro's um jersey because I really i just didn't think that that was possible and I was with my family there as well and then on the road I don't know like not no I don't know there's loads of different ones I just I they keep coming uh I'm sure like if we got you on I'd say another 12 months there'd be more career highlights to come from anywhere oh I hope so or else yeah I hope so we'll see finally we're gonna finish off with some quick fire and listener questions so the first one I have is black or white socks and I'm going to throw in a curveball into this. You can choose flashy socks as well. Ooh, um, I like both white or black socks. Depends what shoes I'm wearing. My black, sh- I have black shoes for my training and I, I wear black socks with them and then I have white shoes for racing and I wear white shoe- white socks with them. Okay, no, no flashy. Um, flashy, I just don't have any. I just, I don't have that much extra exciting kit but I used to wear luminous yellow ones i'm uh, not against them i'll hook you up with a pair of pink socks lara you know you, you gotta you gotta change up the wardrobe <laughs> thanks actually i've been wearing red socks recently because that matches the kit yeah that, that that's ac- that that's acceptable you know that that's a bit wild we'll, we'll take that <laughs> next question county you want to visit besides your own i think i've been to every county but revisit uh Kerry, uh anywhere in the west donegal 
yeah I'd love I love traveling around Ireland we we have a camper van and it's the best crack ever that's how we kind of like we're able to travel to races is from being in the camper van so like every county (laughs) do I'll do a tour of all 32 again yeah next question favorite race oh god well Um, say one to watch and one to do what to watch Uh, this is what I'm so bad at I don't know any names of any anything um (laughs) I don't know (laughs) Uh, literally any 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 classic race that would be entertaining to watch i don't have a name for one i uh, would we'll, we'll say your favorite one's paris roubaix so we'll, we'll just try yeah, it out go, there. go for that one yeah next question favorite food oh my god these are i don't have favorites of things i like all things um my favorite food probably like mango oh yeah mango next one how to improve or work on your sprint um practice and um, practice like the gears like even just a simple thing like knowing what gear to be in and being in the drops and looking where to go um doing your gym work strength training power training speed training a thing you wish you knew when you were younger that you know now how young <laughs> um that you can do anything if you put your mind to it it's a good answer Next one, this one, um, seeing that you like all things, maybe a bit controversial, but um, I keep bringing it up every week. Uh, strawberries or raspberries? Oh, yes, I like both. <laughs> a mixture. I can't prioritise things. Next question, tea or coffee? Um, <laughs> coffee, I think, yeah. What's, what's the favourite type of coffee, so? Um, just like... The coffee that I make every morning in my little cafetiere thingy, majiggy, and I just pour some milk in it. It's delicious. <laughs> I'm not a decaf fan like like Archie. <laughs> Who is your favorite cyclist? Um, oh, Sam Bennett is pretty class. Um, and then out of the women's, there's so many. I love Cecile Ludwig. Is that her? Ludwig, I think. Yes. I love her. I love her energy and she just makes me laugh and I just, yeah, her. Final one. What's your signature cooking or baking dish? I have a few. Um, lasagna. I don't have a signature, I don't think. Um, you're, you're, on ba- got- you're on Bake Off in this first episode. Mary Berry says to you, Lara, it's your signature bake. You have to bake anything to impress him. What do you do? Okay, I think I'd make um, my almond and pear um cake interesting combo yeah it's delicious what would you get through to next week of bake-off with it oh i get to the final oh damn (laughs) (laughs) right that's the podcast pretty much finished up so um here's just them shout outs really if you have any sponsors you want to shout out in the podcast um or your social media um now's the time to do it um well just huge thanks to ucd adastra the scholarship there um, also Connecticut Sports um, I'm an ambassador for them and they're really really good and supportive and helping all the Irish team out um, Gym Plus Coffee I'm also um, working with them they've been very supportive um, and then all of the Team Rupal Cleaning sponsors that we have um, the Verge guys there their class um, yeah and then my coaches just fantastic couldn't ask for a better support team around me so yeah Sarah Gillespie thanks for coming on the podcast thank you
And like that, episode six was finished. Again, big thanks to Lara Gillespie for coming on the podcast. Her socials will be in the description below. Thanks again for listening, lads. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to share with some friends. Check out my own Instagram at Cody the Cyclist to actually get involved with some episodes. And I'll catch you at the next one. Thanks again.